Hallelujah, God. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Oh, isn't he good? Isn't that a beautiful, wonderful name today? Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love long worship services because if it's long, that usually means God is ministering. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, He can minister a whole lot better than I can. So when God begins to move, let's not try to be eager to move on. Let's go ahead and let the Spirit of God... <coughs> excuse me. Let's let the Spirit of God just flow and move among us. Praise God. Thank you so much for standing. God bless you. You can be seated. Um, praise the Lord. As you may be able to tell, we're uh, a little short today. We've got three families at least, several families that are out, many more than three, but three specifically that are out. They informed us they wouldn't be here. You know, it's that perfect storm where just everybody uh, happens to be gone all at once. I did want to present one family to you. You know the Smith, Kimberly and Stephen Smith. Uh, Stephen has had many issues with his legs um, he had a surgery done about a month ago that they believed uh, had saved his leg. He had a 90% chance of losing his leg. At that time, uh, it, the surgery was successful. Well, this last week, it turns out his leg began to have some major issues. They had to go in uh, a couple days ago and remove the leg of course, that's a traumatic experience for anybody. So I was just thinking maybe we could take a moment and pray for them. Would that be all right? Hallelujah. We want to pray over the family. We want to ask God to help him. The emotional um, damage that that would do, mental, psychological um, difficulty that would be on somebody's life. Um, I think it'd be good if we just kept them in our prayers and, and lifted them up today. Can we do that? Hallelujah. Just wherever you're seated, would you just lift up your hands? Lord God, wherever Stephen Smith is right now, I believe he's still in the hospital. I pray, God, that you would touch him, that you would move in his heart, move in his mind. God, we, do not even, we could not even begin to understand what he's going through. But Lord God, we pray that you would help us uh, to feel his pain with him, to love them through this, to hold them in our prayers and fasting, that God, you would 
would comfort him throughout this, uh, that you would help him, Lord God, in this moment uh, to turn to you, to call upon your name. Lord, we pray for Sister Smith, uh, who's also in this with him, that you would touch her and strengthen her, help her in this time, that, Lord, she would be able to have the strength to do what she needs to do, to care for him as she needs to. Lord, to help him, Lord, and to have patience, Lord Jesus, in this time. Oh, Lord God, you see this family, our loved ones, Lord, our family in pain. And God, we're praying right now that you would send angels wherever they are, Lord God, to comfort them. Send angels wherever they are to give them peace. Send angels wherever they are, Lord God, to minister to their souls in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus, we believe that, Lord, you are in this and that, God, you're going to make a way. You're going to touch them and help them throughout this trial. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, praise God. Lord Jesus, oh God, we love you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Brother Judas, if you could try to raise my monitor, so the P mic and the P monitor, um, if you could do that. Thank you very much. <clears throat> As you can hear, my voice is running out on me, but I do have a word. If we could stand, I do want to say, uh, without trying to embarrass anyone or anything. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. It is wonderful to have Ashley and her family with us again. God bless you. It is wonderful to have Cynthia and you guys down again. And, and I don't know if this is for a season. I'm sure it is, but it's wonderful to have you guys again. Didn't Brandon just do a t terrific job on the drums today? Amen. He is just... Growing every, he plays every other week usually, and unless something gets messed up on the schedule, and he just every week seems to be growing and doing great. We're thankful for him and uh, the Josephs, who Sister Karen is graduating today from uh, her medical school. We are excited for them. Praise God. They've had some issues within the school, and I told them, well, the reason why is they do their graduations on Sundays, praise God. But we are rejoicing with them. You can, if you've got their number, send them a text of congratulations. Also, Brother Smith, if you'd like to text them and send them a, a, a you know, a little just reminder, letting them know that you're praying for them, that uh, if we can do anything to be there for them, I'm sure they would appreciate that. We've got several others out of town, but praise God, the Lord is here, and I'm here. So I'm thankful, praise God. And you're here, praise God. All right, let's go to Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. I do not plan on preaching long. We've had a long worship service. But I do feel God's put something on my heart today. This may not be going, I mean, it's, it's going to be going down the same vein, but, but um, I hope to make it a little more personal as well. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door 
knock. Praise God. I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him. I will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame him and sat down with my father in his house. I'd like to preach this just small little topic, and I'm going to be a little bit all over the place, but I want to preach at the door, at the door. Can we go to the Lord in prayer, ask Him to speak to us? Lord, I pray that, God, You would help me not to just bring a sermon. Lord, let my speech and my preaching be without enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. I pray that this sermon be prophetic to the hearers, that, Lord, I may not know who I'm speaking to and others here may not know, but that individual will know that you are speaking to them. Oh, let us hear your voice today. Let us hear the knocking on the door today. I love you, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, speak through me. I am your servant, Lord God, and we are your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Jesus told a parable. I know last week we spoke about uh, an experience that happened in the Gospels, something that took place, but Jesus told a parable. He said, Which of you, having a friend, would come? They'd ha that friend come at midnight, would knock, that's the whole reason my wife says, why, why do you have that? Is that a prop? I said, well, kind of. It's so that I can knock. Because it's not too good. There we go. So that friend would come at midnight, knock on the door. I need some bread. I've got guests coming, and I need you to open the door and provide for me because I'm low on provisions. Now, it's quite an interesting story because in that day, unless you understand that day, that culture, we can miss out on this parable, not having a full understanding. The Bible says that when he knocks the, the man of the house, he, he says, well, well, my children are in bed. We are asleep. We're here already lying down. I, I'm, I can't rise up and give to thee. Now that's significant to us. Uh, if somebody comes knocking on my door at midnight, uh, I, I might be saying the same thing. Look, go away. I, I'm sleeping, praise God. My family's sleeping, praise the Lord. But in that day, it was even greater of a situation because in that day, for safety reasons, they often slept in a loft or second story in their house. And the door would be underneath them. They would literally sleep on top of the door. So that in case a thief would want to break in, it would make it very difficult for them to do so. You imagine they didn't have the kind of locks that we have today. Um, and the, the locks they did have were intricate things that probably not every person had. So they had different means of trying to protect themselves. If somebody were to try to break in, they could, couldn't do it because it'd be difficult to push up with a whole family sleeping on top of the door. 
You also got to remember, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a mansion. These, they didn't have rooms for every person. The family slept together in one room, usually in the same bed on top of the door. So when that visitor, that friend came at midnight, began to knock doors, shh, my family's asleep. So boy, I need some provision. No, no. What are you talking about? It's midnight, man. I got to be up in the morning. I got to work. The kids got school. You got to keep your voice down. I can't, I'm not going to get everybody up. If I open this door, that means everybody's got to wake up. Everybody's got to get moving. Everybody's got to get out of the way. We got to remove the furniture, get the bed out of the way in order to open this door so that you can give your friend a happy meal. Praise God. He said, trouble me not. <clears throat> the door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. But the Bible says that that friend of his kept knocking over and over again. He kept knocking. Listen, I need some bread. Now let me be very clear. This uh, parable that he spoke, it was with the point that if we go to the Lord and we continuously knock, we continuously pray, and we do not stop, we pray without ceasing that the Lord will eventually come through for us and will make a way even if previously there seemed to not be a way. Come on. If you keep knocking, the Lord is going to open. <coughs> the parable Jesus said that this man laying there because of his importunity, would rise up, get his whole family up. His daughter is upset with him and being nasty and grunting at him. I only know that because I know my daughter. And they're angry, but the Bible says he did it because of the importunity. Or in other words, he was annoyed. <laughs> He was annoyed. What in the world is going on? Why do you keep banging on my door? This guy will go away and get more sleep tonight if we just undo everything, open up the door, give him what he wants, and he'll go away. Otherwise, he'd keep on knocking. Hallelujah. Verse 9 of Luke 11, Jesus followed up this parable. With this, he says unto you, Ask, it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And he that knocketh, it shall be opened. Let me encourage somebody today, don't stop praying. Don't stop fasting. Don't stop coming to church. Don't stop asking. Don't stop seeking. Don't stop knocking, but you keep seeking after God until you get the answers that you're seeking Him for. Oh, somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. I think it's time for HPPC to get to a point where we start annoying God. Am I right? Hallelujah. Where we start annoying God. I believe it's Isaiah that said, You keep asking. 
You ask again and ask again and keep asking until he wakes up and until he moves. Now, I'm not here to suggest that God is up there sleeping somewhere, but I am here to suggest sometimes God wants us to... Uh, ask and sometimes God wants us to seek and sometimes God requires us to knock hallelujah and to keep oh, I'm going to keep fasting until I see it I'm going to keep praying until I see it I'm going to keep worshiping until I see it I'm going to keep coming to church until I see the move of God that I desire to see Oh, won't you worship him again? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, and I tell you, God honors it. What does Hebrew say? Hebrew says that he cometh to God must, or uh, he that hath faith must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I said a prayer. And God didn't come through. You mean that quiet little tiny prayer under your breath and you never prayed again and you never went to church again and you didn't fast and you didn't commit your life to God. And listen, I'm not saying that God doesn't answer those prayers. We see it, He does. But that's out of His love and His grace and His mercy. But God says, I want you to knock. I want you to diligently seek after me. And if you'll do it diligently, if you're not carefully, I will open the door and I will pour out blessings upon you. Oh, I thank God every person in this place. You may have done this on purpose or not. But when you came into this place, you came to the door of the Lord. Oh, you came to the door of the Lord. Hallelujah. And all you do is knock and he will open it. Oh, Mark chapter 1, verse 32 Oh, the hallelujah. I read this and I thought, oh, I don't know about that. Let me not include that. God, God put it in my heart. He said, no, I want you to communicate to them my expectation and what I will do. Mark 1.32, and that evening when the sun did set, they brought unto Jesus all that were diseased and them that were possessed devils and all the city was gathered together where at the door. Oh, the city was gathered together where? At the door. Hallelujah. Because if you come to the door, he's going to make a way. Verse 34. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not that the devils to seek because they knew him. Oh, we're at the door today. We're at the door today. And the Lord says, I will open up to you and heal you. Praise God. Because God honors those who are at the door. Those who come knocking. <laughs> those that come knocking. Jesus. Jesus, I need you to make a way from family. Jesus, you see, I'm desperate in my body. I need a healing. Jesus, you see, the finances are low. You see that things are going bad right now. 
Jesus, you see, my children are falling away from you. Jesus, you see, them hope is running dry. You see that I'm dealing with depression. Jesus, I need you to open the door. I need to open the door. Can we lift up our hands right now? And what, uh, whatsoever you need, can you call it out to the Lord and say, Jesus, I need you to make a way. I need you to make a way in my family. I need you to touch me if you're dealing with depression. You're dealing with, with anger. Why don't you bring that to him? Jesus, I need you to help me. I need you to peace and joy, comfort in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Jesus is a healer. If you call on him for a physical healing right now, I believe God's going to heal your body in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, bring healing virtue in this house today. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now I'm going to say a few things that may seem to undo everything I've already said. And I don't intend to do that. Certainly this is a principle, spiritual principle, that if we will knock, we will seek, we will ask, the Lord will make a way. And the, our passage of Scripture in Revelation 3, it's not to deny that or to ignore that. I don't know about you, but my knuckles are pretty sore lately, knocking. Am I right? The last six months or so, my knuckles, like they feel right now, getting pretty sore. Keep knocking and knocking. But we know that there's a time for all things. And we know that when God decides to do a work, God's going to make it happen. And this is something I felt in the spirit. I pray that you receive this right now. I believe God says, I'm turning the tide. You've been at my door. Now I'm at your door. He says, I know you've been knocking. I know you've been seeking me. But I want you to know that now I'm the one knocking. Now I'm the one seeking. Now I'm the one telling. Oh, would you open up the door? Would you let me in? Ah, hallelujah. He says the hour for asking. Oh, you keep asking, but it's over. I'm here to make a way. And I'm here to heal. And I'm here to make to, to bless you. To touch you. Oh, I'm at the door. And I'm knocking. I'm at the door. Oh, Come on, hallelujah. I'm at the door. This is what I've been feeling. God's been saying, haven't you heard me knocking? Haven't you heard me knocking lately? I know before you were trying to so desperately 
feeling like you weren't getting anywhere, but now you've heard me knocking. I'm saying it's time for a change. I'm saying it's time for a blessing. I'm saying I want to commune with you. I'm saying I want to heal you. I want to provide for your family. There's some people in this house. You've even heard audible voices that you thought you were going crazy. And you thrust it away and you said, there's no way that's God. I'm here to confirm to you that is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. Hallelujah. I believe there's people here today who've had dreams come from God. Dreams that may be negative or even positive dreams that God's saying, that's me at the door and I'm knocking and I'm saying, open up the door so that I may come in and sup with you. And here's what God put in my heart. I know that parable is about us knocking at the door. But on the way home last night, just randomly, I mean randomly, I didn't read these stories, I didn't do anything. I was listening to a sermon, he wasn't even talking about this randomly. God put it in my spirit and said, I'm at the door and I'm knocking. And he says, it's midnight. And your family's all comfortable. He says, but I'm knocking. He says, I know... You've already settled down. You feel like your relationships are set. Family is set. You feel like you've already laid down on the door. And it's too late to open that door. I want to tell somebody today who feels like it's too late to make some changes. But Jesus is at the door. And he's knocking. Some people who are laying on the door and just say, well, God, it's going to take a lot of work. Because let's be honest, if you answer this door, it's not just going to affect you. You're going to have to get your kids up. It's going to change your home. It's going to change your surroundings. It's going to change your lifestyle. I, I don't know. It's, it's a little too late. I'm already settled where I'm at. I'm, I'm settled with my routine. I'm settled with my family structure. I'm, I'm settled in my, 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 my ways of doing things. I, I hear you knocking, but I'm a little settled. I, it's midnight and I'm all right right now, Jesus. I, I don't know that I want to make a, a change. Oh, but let me be a voice today. Maybe this is a voice that will carry on through the next couple days or weeks weeks. God is not through with you yet. And he's not going to stop knocking. It's going to come to a point of annoyance where he's going to say, listen, I've got more for you. I've got more for your family. I've got more for your kids. I've got more for your household. Just open up the door. Open up the door and let me in. Because it's flipped. He's the one knocking, but it's also flipped. He's not knocking because he needs something from you. 
He's not knocking because He needs you to provide a meal. Hallelujah. Not like we need Him to provide us. No, but He's knocking and saying, listen, if you'll open up the door, I will come and sup with you. I've already got a meal prepared. I've got the blessings you're going to need. I've got the provision for your family. I've got the power and anointing. All you got to do is answer the door. Open it up and say, all right, Jesus, I know this is going to change everything. I know this is going to turn everything upside down, but I'm ready to answer the knock at the door. Hallelujah. I'm ready to answer the knock. Oh, we tell them that right now. Would you lift up your hands? I'm ready to answer the knock. Hallelujah. I didn't want to get into this. Cain and Abel. Cain brought of the fruit. Abel brought a sacrifice. God honored Abel's sacrifice and didn't honor Cain's. Cain grew very angry and upset. Why can't I just do this my way? I want it to be a good positive message, but I'd feel something else in the Holy Ghost. Why can't I just do this? My way. Why can't I just bring my fruit? This is offering you, God, not that. God said, that's not what I want from you. That's not what I'm asking of you. I want this. I don't want you to just throw something out the window. I want you to get up. And I want you to flip your house upside down. And I want you to open up the door and let me in. And God told Cain something that God just put on my heart for you. He warned him. said, why are you upset? If you do good, won't you be honored by that? If you do what I ask you to do, isn't that all right? Everything will be okay, he said. But if you continue to decide to try to do this the way you want to do it, he sends him a warning. He says, behold, sin is at the door. Sin is at the door. Can I tell you, maybe you got a front door and a back door. The Lord's at the front door, but there's something else at the back door. And they're knocking too. Sin is ever trying to knock and get you to walk away from the voice of God, get you to be distracted with pleasures of this life that you do not decide to open the door and invite Him in. Sin is at the door. In other words, what He was saying is sin is like a lion ready to pounce on whosoever will give Him an opportunity. Sin is right there. I don't know, again, I didn't plan on talking about this, but I've 
feel it in the Holy Ghost. God is saying, open the door to me. Let me in. Because sin is on the other side. If you keep trying to do it the way you want to do it, sin is also at the door. He says, but open up unto me. I will come into you. I will sup with you. I will bless your family. I will provide for your spiritual health. I will touch you and anoint you and empower you and use you. Open up the door unto me. Let me in. Hallelujah. Let me in. Let me in. I'm almost finished today. Revelation chapter 3, this passage of Scripture is written to the church of the Laodiceans. John has been given visions from God to speak to different churches. This church specifically had issues. This was not a message purely of hope and blessing to this church. He starts out, in verse 15 saying, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. He says, I know you're not a bad person. Cain, I know you're not a bad person. I, I, I get it. You want to bring fruits. That's the, where you live. That's what you're used to. That's what you're familiar with. I, I get that you want to bring fruit, but, but you're just, you're on the fence. You're neither cold nor hot. I work that thou would rather be either cold or hot. I'd rather you make a decision. So then... Because thou art lukewarm, he says, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because, and I'm not talking to anybody who's wicked. I'm not talking to anybody who's got so much sin and everybody would condemn you today. But I'm talking to some people, you might feel a little cold. You might feel a little cold. Maybe you feel a little lukewarm. You feel like maybe I'm not that, but I'm also not where I'm supposed to be. He says in verse 17, Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increase goods, and have need of nothing. So you, you, you feel like because you're content. You're content with your possessions. You're content with what you've been blessed with. You've been content with what you have. But you don't feel like you need me to come in. He says, don't you know thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked? He's talking spiritually. He says this, I counsel thee, in verse 18, to buy of me Gold tried in the fire. In other words, something of spiritual value. That thou mayest be rich. And white raiment, in other words, righteousness and holiness. That thou may be clothed. 
that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thy eyes, Saul. That means give me vision again that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Now that's some negative stuff. He's talking over and over again about stuff that we've done wrong. But then he says, it's because I love you that I rebuke you. It's because I love you that I make known the sins and the issues that you have. But then he says this. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me. In other words, you've got some issues. I know you've got some struggles. I know you've been on the line, but I'm telling you now, be zealous and repent and behold. Everything else up to this point, it doesn't matter. Behold now. Take, take a look right now. Listen right now. Behold, I stand at the door and I'm saying you've got an opportunity. You've got a chance to let me in. Let me take control. Let me take control. Let me touch your family. Let me bless your finances. Let me heal your body. Let me fill you with joy, peace, and gladness. Behold, I'm at the door and all I'm asking is that you say, yes, Lord, I want it. Whatever you want from me. How about we stand today? Hallelujah. And to him that overcometh, him that says, you know what? I know I've struggled lately and I've been a little lukewarm. It's not that I don't believe in Jesus, but I've not been pursuing him. I've not been asking and seeking and knocking. I've, I've not been doing those things. I've not been at the door knocking on, on God's, not been knocking on God's door. I've just kind of been content where I'm at. But all of a sudden, something has happened in your life to bring you here today. You've heard the knock at the door. You've heard God say, I've got more for you and your family. You've heard God say that if you'll come to me, I will give you rest. You've heard God say that there's healing in my wings. As a bird, I'll wrap my wings around you and bring come to you. You've heard God say, hold, if you will open the door, I grant you to sit me on my throne. In other words, I'm not just going to take you through what you're going through, but I'm going to put you in a place of authority and anointing 
and power. And I'm going to use you as I use my son. Oh, behold, I'm at the door and I'm knocking. I'm wondering if anybody today would answer that door. Anyone today would come down to this altar and you would recognize, I hear your voice. I hear your knocking. I've heard the voice. I've seen the dreams. I've felt the pain in my heart. I know, God, that you're dealing with me and you're reaching out to me. So yes, God, I'll open up the door. Would you come in, Jesus? I know my house is a mess right now. and I know things are out of order. and I know my heart has been real lukewarm to you. But if you really want to come in, God, if you really want to touch me, if you really want to bless my family, then God, I open up the door. Lord, come in. Come into my heart again, God. Come into my heart again, God. Come into my home again, God. Oh, I was once so close to you, Jesus. I once heard your voice so clearly. I once sat in that throne of authority. I once knew what your plan was for my life. But I've been asleep on the door. And it's been a while, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Can I tell you, he's in this room right now. If you feel his presence, you feel that tugging. He's in this room right now. Hallelujah. I know we've talked about this in a 
in a personal sense. But let me tell you, this was also meant for the church of Laodicea. As a buddy of believers, he was saying, I'm at the door and I am knocking. Oh, would you open up the door, church? Would you open up the door and invite him to come in? He wants to bring miracles, signs and wonders. He wants to set people free to break chains of addiction. He wants people to repent and be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. He desires for that to occur in our church. Would you open up the door and say, Jesus, I want you to come in my church. I want you to move in my church. I want you to pour out your spirit in my church. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
I hear the voice right now saying, whatsoever you ask in my name it shall be done. What is it you want from me? What do you want? What do you want? I will bless you with it. I will give it to you. Ask, ask, right now, ask. Ask in his will, and it shall be done unto you. Ask in his will, it shall be done unto you. He will break the chains. He will break down strongholds. He will give you faith. He will give you anointing. He will use you in the gifts of the Spirit. He will bless your family. He will set things in motion that you've wanted and prayed for for years. He says, the door. I'm at the door. Just open it up. I'm going to pour out your blessing. I'm pouring out a blessing. I'm pouring out anointing. I'm pouring out power. Oh, just ask me. Ask me. Ask me. I just saw a vision of great showers above this building and rains of blessings pouring out. Hallelujah. I know that's easy to say, but I'm telling you right now, the glory of God is reigning in this place. He's pouring out blessings upon individuals. This is your hour. Oh, 